and Rob is like, fuck, that sucks, and Kat thinks, yeah, these men were lost by me, these Karstark men, may the gods forgive me. And Edmure's like, yo, let's cover it up. We don't gotta <laughs> tell anybody. Like, no one needs to know nothing. What up, and welcome to another episode of Brotherhood Without Manners, your favorite full spoiler reread podcast. George R. R. Martin's A Song of Ice and Fire series. I'm Nate, one of your hosts. Joining me, as always, my brother Zach. Silky smooth. You're Thank like you. That's what I, I decided to come into you on this Friday night. It's not Friday night, I but it's like just. That. Stop it. Anyway, we read A Song of Ice and Fire here. That's the series written by George Martin, beginning with A Game of Thrones. We are reading Storm of Swords, and we are full spoiler. This is the one and only warning at the top of the episode, so if you're new and you don't wish to be spoiled, leave, come back, and then enjoy our show. It's wonderful, I promise you. Is that an okay promise? Can I make that promise? It's a I'll bold use promise. my credit card. <laughs> All right. Yeah. That's what you're contributing to this? Yep. Awesome. If you've been here before, thank you for coming back. We love you. Welcome back. Last episode, we were reading Tyrion 3, and we had a special guest, Micah Clark. Yo, it was so fun. It was really fun. We really hope you guys enjoyed that episode with our guest, and we were pretty sure he did, but we really hope he enjoyed joining us here. We're definitely looking forward to our other future guest appearances. Uh, Hopefully, that will be Micah again as well. Absolutely. So One of my favorite takeaways is that Tywin Lannister would not wear a mask either. And he's an anti-vaxxer, dude. It's great. It's great stuff. So Tyrion, uh, in that was, there was a lot of political maneuvering. We learned that Tywin was aware that the Tyrells planned to marry Sansa off, and therefore they were nipping that in the bud by having Tyrion do that. Tyrion fought back, but eventually relented. Cersei was also to be married to either. Uh, well, there's quite a few options, but seem to be settling on either Willis uh, Tyrell or likely or the Theon Greyjoy or got Theon mentioned. Greyjoy, so as said, Balon, quite a few stuff. different names were thrown. She out. She was not happy. No, of course not. So and then Tyrion is also currently made Master of Coin because Littlefinger's diddy bopping out, and someone's got to do it. And so interesting moves from Tywin, obviously. Coming from Tyrion, we we could see them coming a mile ahead. But now we're going to we be that vantage yeah point. moving a little bit northward towards where some other political move- maneuverings are occurring. Political follies. Yeah, some bad news stuff. So we are joining Catelyn up in River Run this chapter for Catelyn. What the fuck number is this? Three? I don't know. Catelyn three. Yes. Catelyn three. So last time on Cat two, do you want to? kick us off there or are you going to make me try and recall what happened last episode that's actually the because i mean it's we do know that it was the makings it was rob returned yeah Yeah, rob Rob got back back, and catlin was all nervous and excited and not sure how she was going to be received because rob was finding out that she freed jamie and basically it was uh if you forgive me i forgive you because rob married jane Poole and lost the phrase and fucked it all yeah made a big show of that (laughs) and and cat was suspicious of the westerlings knowing that they are uh Bannerman to right Tywin. Tywin. We also learned of the folly by Edmure for not following the plans that he was unaware of and stopping Tywin from crossing down to intercept Rob and the Blackfish. Karstark was Lord Karstark was super pissed at Catelyn for denying him his vengeance, and he was quite pissed that. Cat was forgiven so easily, and he ended up storming out of the hall in that chapter. And that vengeance is where we open. 
yeah, in is. this chapter here. Silence had fallen as they brought the corpses forth and laid them beneath the dais. Half a castle away, Cat could hear Grey Wind howling. And these two boys are squires, Tion Frey and Willem Lannister. Yeah. And so she she says that Ghost can uh, Ghost, sorry, Grey Wind can smell the blood across the the castle through the walls and everything. How the fuck is it that a Tully has become so attuned to these wolves? Like, she's since... I know that there was the Bran incident where she witnessed uh, Summer saving Bran, but just how aware... Because I, I don't doubt that, if not exactly on point, that's pretty close to why why Summer's howling. You know, the fear of what's occurring, Grey the... I keep saying there's Summer. so many fucking dire wolves, and I'm Summer. trying to reference. Them no, uh, yeah, this had this felt a lot like the Red Wedding to me itself, anyway, with the thunder booming outside, Whew. and that's a big part of the Red Wedding is this boom, doom, the boom, doom yeah, that yeah. she hears, Grey Wind howling half a castle away. Yeah, it's it's almost a deja vu type of scenario. Similar, yeah, similar here. to Winterfell as well with and, Bran when yeah, Theon was taking it. Cat, I think. I, I mean, I think at this point it's desperation. She's looking for any outside source, any in a divine intervention that she can to protect her children. And so she thinks that these wolves, and has reason to believe that these wolves are sent from the gods and are more than just wolves. And so, yeah, she's she's fucking into it, and I love yeah. it. So she, as she's watching the bodies, the corpses laid down in front of her, she thinks that... This is how Theon and, and Bran would have looked. They're a little older. Am I jumping ahead? What do Theon you... and Bran? Oh, my God. What is happening with me? Rickon and Bran, little Brandon Stark. Yes. These Holy two shit. boys before her could be her own children. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, you get your shit together. I'm sorry, so listeners. I don't know what's up. going on. Fuck. I need to have, like, a coffee or a tea or something. Yeah, these shit. two at her feet, these two dead boys, could be her own sons, Bran and Rickon. These two are a little older, of course, but naked and wet. They seemed such little tiny things. The blonde boy, beside the ruin the knife had made of his throat, had died peacefully, perhaps in his sleep. But not Tion Frey, yo. But the brown-haired cousin had fought for his life, evidenced by the cuts and slashes covering his arms and the blood that still trickled slowly from the wounds. Jenna's son? Covering his chest, belly, and back. Yeah, Jenna's son. That makes sense that he would have fought so hard then. Yeah, and uh, Cat notes that the shadows were hiding the crown, uh, hiding the shadows from the crown were hiding Rob's eyes as he looked upon the dead, and she wonders if he's seeing Bran and Rickon as well. I love that fucking image, and it's the last time, other than at the the previous chapter where he's introducing his queen, that we've seen him wearing this crown was way back before he left, when it barely fit him, and it looked strange because it was so large, and here it's it's casting this shadow, showing him almost as this malevolent king. Mm. This Obviously, he's not malevolent. He's a confused, scared kid who's having trouble figuring all this out, but maintaining that and that, that crown adding to that atmosphere around him is just a sweet visual. Do you think that's what Grey Wind is responding to? Is the anguish Rob is having I at would, this moment? I would have to or assume so. Or is that Grey so. Wind is just angry I mean, and pissed and wants? I think Grey Wind understands that, yeah, somebody died. Like, she's aware. She said that, you know, in her head. Uh, it's responding to she can, uh, that he can smell the blood from the kids. But I definitely think it's more of the anguish that Rob's in. Like, shit, how do I fix this? How do I come to solve this? Somebody's dead because of this. And that, coupled with the the killings, 
is what's causing Grey Wind to lose his shit. And because this is just such a bright, sunshiny ray of a chapter, Catelyn then thinks if they will lay Sansa naked and pale beneath the Iron Throne once they killed her. At this point, has she completely given up hope on Arya? 100%. She mentions a little later that it is faint, fleeting hope. Yeah, every day that goes by, I think... Arya is a little more dead to her, and Sansa... Because, yes, she just, like, she'll mention Sansa, like, three times by herself. They've had no word And I get it, like, I don't, I mean, she's lost so many at this point, just kind of not coupling that in, it's a way of coping, you know, but... Right. No, I was just curious as to, like, fuck, is she just completely forsaken Arya at this point? Clearly. And outside, Grey Wind is still howling away. Edmure stood, stood to Rob's right. Catelyn was on his left. Edmure's face is still puffy from sleep, where they had woken him, as they did her. And Catelyn just thinks, were you dreaming of beautiful maidens and, and young summer days, summer songs, summer child things? And she thinks, I hope you were, brother, because my dreams are shit. They were dark and laced with terrors. The night is dark and full of terrors. Yeah, so I know she's met Melisandre, but god damn it, Martin, if you're not just slapping us in the face with that shit. Yeah. Like, I think that's super cool, putting that little, the twist on the words, the laced with uh, darkness and full of terrors, but she almost verbatim said the quote. And for somebody who follows the Seven to be mentioning the... And who's brought back by... This man, exactly. It's just one little tie there that maybe that's actually something to do with the the Red God. That Mm -hmm. she's got this anguish and these terrible night dreams, these night terrors, and has shit that she regrets and these terrible choices she's made. And that's what allows for her to be consumed and rebirthed. Into that fucking scary, scary bitch. Rob's captains and bannermans crowded in the room. Sir Reynald and his uncle Rolf were here, the one that Grey Wind is not fond of. Maybe that's why Grey Wind's going nuts. Right. But Rob had seen fit to spare his queen this ugliness, and Cat recalls just how close the crags actually were to Casterly Rock, and Jane may well have played with these boys as they grew yeah. up. And so, I think Cat's a little. Sp- Spiteful there, like, oh yeah, he saw fit to spare his queen this ugliness, and then she kind of backtracks a little bit to her own savageness, and it's like, well, she I, probably did play I, with yeah, right. one or two of these kids, and yeah. so she looks on the corpses, and this is when we get their names for the first time: Tion, Frey, Will, Lannister, and she waits for Rob to speak, and after a while, he does, and he commands Small John to tell his father to bring them in, and Small John goes and does so. So the great John marches his prisoners in, and Cat notes that the men make space before them, like treason could be passed by a touch or a glance. Six foot, six foot social distancing. Yeah. Everyone Which put I your think mask is on. Similar to what happened when Ned was brought forth back in Game of Thrones, that people were kind of stepping back. I, whoever was it, Arya's chapter that we witnessed that from Sansa's, I think. Sansa's, whoever was, they kind of had that similar. Right. It, yeah, it's it's catch it, and she also <laughs> notes that the men bringing the the tra- traitors in are very similar looking to the traitors themselves. These are all Northmen, wild men, right? B- burly Big. and yeah. And that I always, w- while I was reading this spot, thought about that. Like for Rob Stark sitting in this room with that crown, yeah, he's learning, he's growing his first beard and shit like that, but. These are like I just picture these seven foot two fucking hulky behemoth of I men. I mean, it's it's and look at 
Jon Snow as well. It's that mere, like Jon Snow is dealing with true, giants true. and mammoths as well, and yeah, like they're point. both in these that they're the, little the diminutive wildlings. green boys who are dealing with these savage, savage men, and one of them took it upon himself because he thinks Rob is weak, and that's where we're here. Why we're here, and yeah, they two of them were uh, wounded and. Uh, two of Great John's men were wounded during the taking, as were three of the prisoners. So there's yeah. only a few let in. And Kat just thinks that the North is hard and cold and has no mercy, Ned had told her when she first came to Winterfell a thousand years ago. Because this is Northmen versus Northmen. Like, yeah, yeah. this is the way it has to be. The North is cold, and Karstark betrayed them, so people had to die for this. So before we get into the actual politics of it... Obviously, there was uh, errors and slights on both sides. Who do you side with here? Karstark committed murder. I'm yeah, because I was gonna, I'm 100 percent on that field. Like I'm with Rob. Sorry, Karstark. Your like, two sons were killed on the field of battle with swords yeah. in their hands. These were two squires asleep, un- unarmed in a cell. It's murder. And so I mean, as much as I and like in to, this, in yes, Cat was in the wrong as well. Right. Clearly, absolutely. However, Cat should have been sent away from the battlefield, as we discussed right. in our chapter, but the unraveling. This of the is cold blooded yeah. murder on children, and yeah. you're in this society. You're disobeying your king, right? And like that's treason. Sorry, you agreed to it. Like, sure, you can say all you want. But you're, I shouldn't have t- sworn right. my sword to you. You fucking you did. did. Sucks to suck, but and vengeance is one thing. Like absolutely, I was for vengeance. it when they were arguing. Challenge Jamie Lannister to a one-on-one combat. Like go out on the battlefield and slay a bunch of people in the name of your sons. Killing two boys, like clearly, really, yeah, and that's no. even Kyle Rob starts, thinks it. Yeah. it takes eight of your men to slay two yeah, squires. Yeah, because Rob co- counts and says, "Oh, there's five here. Is that all of them?" And Great John says, "There were eight. Two were killed outright. One is dying now." And so Rob says, yeah, it required eight of you to kill two unarmed squires. And Edmir chimes in as well that two of his men were killed too. And uh, Delp and Edward, these two are. One of which, uh, I think it was Elward, was, or Elwood was recovering from a wound. He had just recovered from a wound he got from Jamie Lannister yeah. in Whispering Wood. And then he was fucking killed. So extra savage. But Rickard Karstark says that it was no murder. Any man who steps between a father and his vengeance asks for death. I mean, you know you're wrong. And everyone calls him out on that. But, uh, like, right. And that's what I, I mean, I kind of breezed over the actual Cat's topic. pretty devastated by this, thinking yeah. that I did this. These two boys died, so my daughters well, yeah, might live. He does finally turn it and say... You know, if if you're going to blame me, look at your mother as well, because she slew them as much as I. And then she's like, oh, fuck, yeah. And it it kind of clicks for her in yep. place. The room starts spinning, and yeah, Rob, she deserves Rob, to feel that. And Rob emulates a king here because he asks, how could you call this vengeance? This was folly, and this was murder. Your sons to I He says, I know your sons. And they died admirably on a battlefield with swords in their hands. And I can tell you this, that neither Tion nor Willem killed Eddard or Torin. Neither of your sons were slain by those two. So, yes, on a battlefield, I might have killed them myself, Tion and right. Willem. Absolutely. But they, they were, were asleep in a cell. And then he tells Karstark, look at them, look at them, he screams. And that's when yeah. Karstark says, tell your mother to look at them. And yeah, Kat, 
is about to, like, pass out when he says that. Yeah, he tells them, he says, how can it be treason to slay Lannisters, but not to set them free? Yeah. In, in war, you kill your enemies. Didn't your father teach you that, boy? Boy. And Great John just fucking decks him. Yeah. And Rob tells him to leave him, and Karstark again just says, yes, leave me. Good King Rob means to give me a scolding before forgiving me. That's how he deals with treason. Or should I just call him the king who lost the north? Yeah. Dude, these northerners do not pull the... Like, no. He already knows he's fucked. Right? Like, he knows, like... He knew he was he, fucked when he, he went to do it. there are only so many options that... And Rob's going to lay them all out in the little little right. council meeting they're going to have after. There's only literally, like, four options he could potentially go through right here. So he knows what's going to happen... And he knows which one Rob is going to settle on. Mm -hmm. Because of the Stark lineage, because of the king he's seen Rob be so far, he knows that he's left with no other option. The only one that they didn't mention that I could potentially see is sending him to the wall. That's what I was going to mention, is that that's a surprisingly absent option. I I wonder if it would have went that way, because on his trip north to the wall, would he be able to resist the urge of dropping by Karst? well, that, but if he, but uh, we'll get there. Yeah, we'll yeah, get there say, because yeah. I mean, if he does that, then he is straight up needs to be beheaded. Treasonous yeah, cunt, treason, right? Like if you're given, pa- if you take the black, say you're going to take the black. That's the rule. The thing is, though, and, is and I think that's a mistake. And we'll, uh, we'll get into it more because I yeah, want to mention what would happen if that even holds up by the time he gets up there. But uh, yeah, so the doors crash open at this point, and the Blackfish enters with some more men, more Tully men, and just takes a knee and says, Your Grace, and by that tone alone, everyone's like, oh, shit. And so Rob's like, yeah, I'll, I would speak with Sir Brendan privately, so Great John, keep Karstark here. Hang the other seven. And, All of them? And this is when... Even the dead? Even the dead, yeah. I don't and want them. He says, make them a fucking... Whoa, 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 wait. I... So... He, well, he says, even the dead. I don't want them tainting my uncle's waters, yeah, yeah, the bodies, that's... the corpses. And then one of them starts shouting out, but uh, sorry, I didn't kill anyone. I partook in nothing. I only waited and watched as a lookout. And he says, were you aware that they were going in there to kill did them? Did you hear the screams? Well, yes, yeah, I, yeah. I did. Perfect. Hang them first and make him watch <laughs> and then hang him. Fuck yeah, Rob. Yeah, and then like, they leave. Fuck yeah. I feel like that is a very Daenerys decision. That seems like something Danny would. Oh, really? So you're the you're the scum. Like you think you can get off because you didn't. Right. Cut that the, feels slide almost a little more brutal than Ned Stark. And yeah. So, like I think I, it was a very good decision. Right. A, Ra- decision. a very Rob Stark, Grey Wind. You know the, the, the young northern wolf, the young like, wolf put in that. You deserve a harsher tree. punishment yeah. because you're cow- you're acting like a coward, and now you're being end. cowardly. But right? then... at least Karstark is still spitting in my eye. Right. And right. Yeah. Absolutely. You're not. You're not acting like a Northman. Outside, the thunder splits and crashed and boomed. And Catelyn thinks, "Is this the sound of a kingdom falling?" Damn. I mean, at this point, Martin's not hiding it. Like it's it's at this point, you are meant to get that. Everything is falling apart now. And the fact that she's so aware of it here, before the... And we're getting the fucking talkings as fuck of the Red Wedding and the stirring ups of that. Yeah. but And this is a a very good mirror chapter to Tyrion's where they had their small council and we saw their plans and plots. And then they excused themselves from the Great Lords and had the private chat with Kevin, Tywin, Cersei. They retreat to the audience chamber and... uh, 
keep it only lit by an oil lantern. I Edmure, like the awkwardness of the beginning. Yeah, because Rob you're... takes his crown off, and then Edmure like goes up to the table and just like sits down. But, but nobody then, else is. Yeah. They're all just like, we need to sit in here, chat, figure it out, and get back out there. He's like, oh, and then stands back up, all creepy and awkward. Poor Edmure. So Blackfish reports that all the fighting Karstark men are gone. They've scattered hunting. Lord Karstark has offered the hand of his maiden daughter to any man, noble, lowborn, or high, who brings him the head of Jamie Lannister, the Kingslayer. So does that mean that the people that were mentioned in Arya's chapter that were looking for Jamie Lannister at the the inn with what's her name, Sharna, uh, were probably a couple of Karstarks on the hunt for him? Because they were sent by, and so that kind of gives us an idea of the time frame potentially. That yeah. it's a day or two after this that that last Arya chapter occurred. Cat just loses, like, kind of loses her shit here, because uh, she's like, "Fucking a, they're gonna hunt Jamie," and then there goes the whole reason for me freeing Jamie. And Rob is like, "Fuck, that sucks." And Cat thinks, "Yeah, these men were lost by me. These Karstark men. May the gods forgive me." And Edmure's like, "Yo, let's cover it up." We don't got to <laughs> tell anybody. Like, no one needs to know nothing. We'll just keep it a secret. It's and fine. It's luckily, fine. Rob and Blackfish are like, yo, it's too late to be trying to pull any such bullshit like that, dude. dude. It's way too late. And, and he so, goes, all right, well, then pardon him. Like, you could pardon him, right? Dude, are you fucking daft? Like, he just himself out there said that, like, mockingly. Right. Oh, just give me a scolding yeah. before you forgive me. Shame on you, Lord Karstark. Don't kill children. Okay, go go to bed now. We're having a feast tonight. Be here by 7.30. 50-50 raffles at 9. Rob says Karstark betrayed him. He has no choice but to condemn him. But then Rob's thoughts go to how Bruce Bolton should be warned because he's worried about how the Karstark men in that contingent will react and Bolton must be warned. <laughs> and so Edmure then suggests taking him hostage and Kat's like, oh, a hostage? like this could potentially be a route and Edmure like jumps on that. Oh, yeah. He's well, like, yeah, 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 hostage, of a course, hostage. great idea, right? Kat It'll said. keep his sons in line. It'll, you know, we'll still have the men, blah, blah, blah. And Rob says, yeah, maybe, but there's been no word from Roderick yet, no response from Walder Frey to the new terms that they've laid out, and nothing from the Eerie. And Rob turns to his mother being like, yo, for real? Like, you can't tell me every single bird has been lost that's gone to the Eerie. So I did also really quickly want to mention that when... When he was talking about Roos Bolton, Bolton. He, he was also talking, he mentioned that if he has to, if he does kill uh, Rickard Karstark, Lord Karstark, that he's going to have to tell his son, who is currently stationed at Harrenhal, right. um, Harrion Karstark, Harrion. and that that means they lose the Karstarks, and Brendan... Uh, the Blackfish is like, yeah, but like, do you know that for sure? Some people hate their fathers, and he's like, I, that's completely normal. Yeah, I get that, but, but no. it's the North. He can't forgive the killer of his father, regardless of the fact, just because nobody in the North would respect him. Then the North remembers, Uncle. And I thought that was important yeah. to mention yeah, that, no, like, definitely. it doesn't it doesn't matter how much they despise each other. Does Ramsay Bolton, Ramsay Snow, count? for that because clearly he's uh, a bit off the fucking kilter there but if even somebody like the Karstarks this Karstark has gone off the fucking rails and yet Rob's like he's not gonna see this this to me is this divide between families is mendable 
the Car Starks and Starks. What happens between the Boltons and the Starks is not because the Boltons help a, a family violate guest right. And so, literally, the Boltons are detestable in the eyes of the gods, and right. therefore the North remembers that this entire house is now a piece of shit and is a stain that should be wiped off of the face of the earth. The Karstarks, their father got angry in vengeance he and, killed defied a child. His, and defied his king. Or, he, he, right, he did. And so he But lost he his thought head. he did it in the name of vengeance. Right, and, uh, the, right. and so he was wrong. Th- those bridges could be mended further right. generations down. Right. The Boltons, no. So I think that's sort of the difference in the North Remembers yeah, when yeah, it comes yeah. to those two families. But this is when... Uh, but yeah, we were back on Lady Aaron, and so Rob is asking, like, will your well, sister... Well, Kat sees it. Like, he's not asking. He's begging. Like, yeah, give yeah. me something. And Kat's like, nah, I can't I can't coddle him. I got to tell him the truth. And she says, Lysa, Lysa runs. That's what she's always done, and that's what she's going to do. Don't expect a reply from her. And... Uh, she will just sit upon her mountaintop hoping everyone forgets her. And even Blackfish adds, adds that she's not going to admit any army because Rob's like, I'm not even asking for her to fight. Just let us through the bloody gate because I yeah, can get to Gold Town, take a ship from Gold Town. To White quicker. Harbor. And, and Blackfish is like, no, she won't admit any army to the Vale nor through the black bloody gate. So, like, any army. So, no. Sorry, bro. And is this Littlefinger's doing forcing it that way to make it that much more awkward for oh, all I'm the sure. armies yeah, yeah yeah i mean don't don't pick a side and it's exactly what tywin did in right the rebellion yeah, you know wait the... to see how things like it's there's a s- strategy in it and so rob curses others take them all take lysa take tywin take fucking uh walder frey and he asks why would any man want to be a king <laughs> You know, oh, and I heard them pumping my name. Like, I thought I'd be just. I thought I'd be father's son as a king. It's funny how this is some of the same things that Robert Baratheon said before he died. And I know it's a weird mirror to make, but king to king, he was saying, like, I hate this. I I don't get why anybody would ever want to be a fucking king. How did it all get so confused now? My friends are my enemies. I fought beside Lord Karstark in the Whispering Wood along with his sons. And now I have to take his head. And he says out loud, will the Lannisters thank me for his head? Will the Freys? Nope. And Blackfish. Always. Nah. Sorry, bro. Straightforward, yeah. And so this is when Edmure says, all the more reason to spare him. He dies tonight. Rob lifts his crown and sets it upon his head. Suddenly a king again. Lord Rickard dies. And then he gets all fucking corny. He killed more than a Lannister in a fray. He killed my honor. That's not the worst of it. I'll deal with him at dawn. Ned's legs broken. So, the wall is a huge tactical error to not yeah. discuss. What's here. up with that? This would solve check quite a few boxes. He doesn't have to die, so you don't have to completely lose faith. He's with a Karstark. lord of a, a high household, so he could bring a lot of honor to the Night's Watch. He could do a lot of good right. there. He He's could a- do a lot of good there. Uh, if for some reason he decides to go rogue. He's going rogue, and in that case, You're a by, the by law in the north, the warden, uh, the warden of the north, which as heir of Winterfell would be Rob, king of the north, has to execute him. That's his job. He's supposed to be going to the wall to serve. Right. And if he's running away to go after Jamie Lannister or go pursue his vengeance, then you're free, free and clear, and it's not anything to do with Catelyn. If not, 
he accepts his post, goes up there and lives. And yeah, I'm, I'm shocked. Unless it's because they're so far south, the neck is currently eh, eh, to get through. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I just. I'm and I think that that's usually a choice the, the wall or right. execution. I don't think he would accept the the wall anyway. I don't either. I think by giving him the choice, though, you're going to help retain a lot more of the following of the Karstarks. It's going to be much easier to mend that I relationship. Mean, especially with, with Car- especially with Karstark throwing out, like, we share the same blood of the first men. Like, then your option is death of the wall and serve, like, the me- the blood right. of, like the first men did, you know, that type of thing. And, yeah, I think it's a huge blunder that the wall doesn't even get mentioned. And I think that's sort of what Edmir is, like, hinting at, like... Then perhaps a hostage type. I scenario. think part of that is the is the southern the Riverlands influence on Rob at uh-huh. this point. If he had some, if Roderick was there, Roderick would be like, why, why not the Wall? Or Lewin, Lewin yeah. you know, one, any one of those people that are more affiliated with it, as opposed to Brendan Tully so, and. Do you Catelyn. think it's not coming up for Cat because John's there? And it's just nope, possible. She nope. kind of ignores the wall yep. as this. No, that's where the bastard is. So mm-hmm. like, yeah, the wall, don't, we don't think of the wall. Yeah, right. Uh, so yeah, it's just, it's really interesting, but Rob says he'll deal with him at dawn. And so we get the jump cut to the Godswood where it is soaking rain, crowded as fuck in the Godswood. Especially for the Godswood. Because she said, uh, all the, the noble lords and ladies had come out to see the end to the night's dark dance. Yeah. And Rob is, makes his way up to the block and he takes the poleaxe from the headsman and he's like, no, I'll be fucking doing this myself. And Karstark was brought up. He's there. and Yeah, he dies at my word. He must die at my hand, Karstark nods and thanks him for that at least, but not else. And he reminds Rob here that they were kin. They are our kin, Stark and Karstark. Blood of the first men flows through his veins like it does mine. And Rob says, you know, that didn't stop you from portraying me. It's not going to save you now. And Karstark comes back with no man is so accursed as the kinslayer. And then he kneels down, putting his head on the block. This is all before the heart tree, which is very yeah. So old this school. is um, something that could uh, because I feel like anything that happens in the heart tree is very important and has the potential to come up again, yeah, especially because of Bran and what he's going right. to be capable yeah. of. And so this taking Karstark place here is important. Kneels and tells him, "The gods shall judge you as you have judged me," which I just feel like is a very significant line in front of the heart tree. Rob kind of reads out the the list of crimes in my own name. I sentence you to die for treason of freeing prisoners, kill, killing, murdering two boys, and he asks for Karstark's last words. And Karstark says, "Kill me, and be cursed. You are no king of mine." And the poleaxe comes down, kills him in one blow. And the thunder rolls. And the light. No. No, no. I just pictured all the lightning. Not sorry. It kills him in one blow, but it takes three to actually sever the big man's head from his body. Again, before he wanders off, uh, just bringing up the mirror of Theon, who hacked and hacked and fucking hacked away to get Roderick's head off. Uh, Not Roderick's head. Um, Who's what? Was it Roderick's head? No, Micken. Micken. Thank you. Um, whereas, yeah, it took three, but he killed him the first time. So, dead. Now, a couple more to get it off of there, and we're done. But he immediately tosses the poleaxe to the side, turns, and goes to the heart tree face-to-face. And Cat prays for him. Gods forgive him. He is only a boy. He had no other choice. And that's the last she saw of Rob that day. 
Blackfish rode out shortly after, after the Karstark men taking a hundred Tully men with him, though no one really expected him to bring any back. Right. Cat retreated to her father's solar. Where Meister Vaiman had expressed to her that it's coming soon. He's, I think Cat's next chapter, the angels are coming Mm -hmm. for Hoster Tully. It is time for her father to lay down his sword and shield. It is time to yield. I mean, and she's like, "Yo, you talking about my son and my father there, motherfucker?" I say to be up up front. Hoster probably hasn't had a sword and shield in his hand for quite some time. Uh, yeah, but that's just a metaphor, so I get it. Yeah, I about. like Cat's just like legit, just reaching. She's like, like the Maester is just trying to do his job, and like she's yeah. like, "Yeah, my father's always been a fighter," so he's you know soothing her like the bedside manner. Like, yeah, well, you know, it's time for him to put his armor off and. Put down his yeah. sword, and she's like, "Are you talking about my father or my son?" Right. And Vyman's well, like, "Um, the the dang dude, right in bed right. that I've been taking care of for six months before you fucking came here with your crazy." So. Pardon me for the analogies, you right. fucking like, asshole. I'm just trying to have a little bedside manner, <laughs> and then you're the one who's like, "No, I'm going to fucking quarantine Yo, myself in my father's room." Thank a nurse, man. Right? Thank a nurse, Christ, especially cat. during these pandemics, you crazy fucking jerk, cat. Shit. Anyway. And that evening, little Jane Westerling came to see her. Aww. Timid as a mouse, Jane had come because Rob is so miserable and angry and disconsolate. And Catelyn's like, yeah, it's no small thing to take a man's life. And she's like, I know. That's why I was like, yo, you should get a headsman like Tywin does, dog. <laughs> Dang, kid. This, this girl isn't uh. Not all there. Probably shouldn't. She's she's sweet. She's sweet. You should get a headsman like Tywin does. And Cat like immediately is like, Yes, well, my lord husband taught his sons that killing a man should never be easy and Jane's like, Oh. Oh, there's lessons. Right. There's lessons. Now, a few things I want to go into detail here, and I was gonna hold off on it until the small council, because it was brought up by one of our lovely listeners. But how simple Jane Westerling is here compared to for instance, Marjorie, and even Sansa was mentioned, especially Sansa now getting moving forward. Now, right. I want to bring up Jane Westerling was part of a house that was fucking destroyed. Like, this is a minor house. This is not one of the great houses. There was never any chance she was even likely to marry a high lord, let alone a, a fucking king. She is much more likely to be married off to a second or third son who may hope to become a lord, let alone just a knight, which is what she's more likely to get. And so she's not trained in the political makings, the the, the scheming I, right. and conniving. Or it, it's the opposite. And this bitch is on another level, y'all. Yeah, no, I, I tend to think I, I get a lawless vibe off of it, of like... She is simple and sweet, and, right. and, like, what we're seeing is what we're getting. Like, she's just kind of thrown into this position. And, even, and, and she it's her, truly cares. It's her family. Like, I am now, like, remembering that fucking in Feast, her mother straight up says that she's making the poultice to prevent her from getting pregnant. It's her family, and Jane is completely innocent of any knowledge of, of the coup that they're trying to stage. Jane is a simple, sweet girl who's getting manipulated by her family. And yeah, sweet can equal naive in this world. Sansa's grown out of it. Growing Ari, out of it. Growing out of it, but for the most part, getting there. grown out of it compared to where she was. Yeah, yeah. Where 
This was Sansa. Yeah. This was Sansa. Oh, how do I make Joffrey love me? And I want to be there for him. And and now it's Sansa is night and day when you compare her to Jane Westerling. So, yeah, I think it's this is meant to show us that Jane really is just this sweet, simple girl. And it's not her that is the one to be concerned about. Right. It's the family around her. Yeah, and so I thought it was important that she's not... She's not necessarily dumb. She just right, no, there she's was not never dumb. there was never any reason for her to be. She grew up in the Cersei. near the crags she and did, everything. Yeah. Right, like she didn't she, need to Cersei. And she could just right, well, right. She live was her life. that's where Cersei went to like see the weird little woods witch. Right. Like it's and that's where Jane grew up is like in that family right, with the right. woods witch influence or curse if you so, believe into that. Anyway. But yeah, it's it's an interesting conversation. She. She, she says that Rob just stares, spends most of his days looking at maps now. He had written a letter, but he burnt it before sending it. Jane doesn't know what to do. He doesn't eat. He won't take his meals. And she says, tell me what I should do. You're his mother. You're his lady mother. Please tell me what I should do. And Kat thinks, huh. Tell me what I should do. I might ask my own father. Hold on. I got to get my pen. You stupid son of a I bitch. might ask my own father that, but he is gone or will be soon enough, as is Ned, Bran, Rickon. And oddly enough, she thinks mother and Brandon too, so long ago. So she's just lamenting all these wise people that she would go to. And I mean, this is just aging. Like, this is just a normal part of life where, like, slowly as you get older, these people you looked up to start to give in to life and die. And And maybe a couple extras that didn't. Right. Some, you know, unexpected like sicknesses take some younger than you would wish. And it's, uh, it's, it's horrible, but yeah. Right. And so it's just this interesting reflection of this little young queen coming in all naive. And she tries to smile as she counsels patience and understanding saying that he will come back to you soon enough. As in the North, winters come and be there when he does. And so Jane listened raptly and says, I will. I should go back. He might have missed me. I'll be there for him. Something else, Jane. Something (laughs) very important. Get some. A king needs an heir. Oh, yeah. I guess that's what she said. But yeah. And Jane smiled at that saying her mother makes her a posset to make her help her get fertile. And she drinks it every morning. There it is. We try most every day, sometimes twice. I'll be with child soon, my lady, I promise. I pray to the mother every night. I'll add my prayers to those. Yeah, you're, like, you make Catelyn sound like fucking old Greg. I just think killing it seems me. so strange, though. That, Love like, thanks. Like, Hip thanks. Let me also... Uh... Let me also pray for your sex to go well. Like, uh, well, I mean, that's, it's not. No, for a child, yeah. I'm I mean, in the, right. Rob needs it. an heir to secure, like, no, that's not a weird yeah, thing. Yeah, so that's. It's the reveal that she's drinking a potion to make her fertile. When and we, is this we... Martin beginning the, like, really pushing the heir, the, the wolf pup? I mean, stuff. like, I mean, yes and no because we straight up learn in Feast that this posset isn't helping her make her fertile it's doing the opposite it's preventing or it's a supposed child. to it was supposed to be right and so there's a chance that Jane Westerling does get pregnant but it's slim and so no this is supposed to be like diffusing us right. to the Westerlings and Jane is a great tool to yeah, do so because an Jane is, and we're tied to the West Jane is simple and smart and sweet or, or simple and sweet and can be True, built up to become a North but woman. But it's not 
the rest of the fam- the rest of the family is the lying, treacherous right, right. cunts. And so yeah, Jane uh, Jane leaves, and when she leaves, Cat just starts musing over grandchildren names because Jane had mentioned an Edard and. Uh, Brandon? Brandon, yeah, basically the names from the show. That and she muses over that, stroking her father's hair back, saying, and maybe a hoster in time. And she thinks of Jane a little bit and thinks that she did have a good heart, as Rob said, and good hips, which is more important. Which is more important than, than yeah, baby, than baby, baby making hips are more important. I mean, yeah, having that tie to the West, so that way they're tying cra- the crag to the North is a is a big step. It is so a big deal. my question is: Is cat is that is cat so tied up on an air because she suspects Rob is going to be killed so soon? That was what I was wondering. I was also wondering if that's not what Rob is thinking. Right, writing his letter that he's burning. Is he naming an heir? Uh, well, I, 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 a... think that, I think I think that's the Jon Snow letter. Right, and he's just where not he's sure starting, if that's ready yeah, yet. with Car Stark fucking going, and yeah. I think Rob's like, it's too soon. Like, if I write this, I'm giving up already, and right. I can't do that. That's kind of where I was thinking. That's what well. Catelyn is here with her obsession with the hips and everything. It's this. We need to have an heir because like he's, somebody's things gonna... are falling apart. We Everything need, is yeah. falling apart around us. We, we need, need to have a prince in place. Yes, we need to secure this in case something happens to Rob. Because her kids myself. are her, Bran and, and yeah, they're all fucking dead. Rickon, the other heirs who would be the princes who would t- take the throne just by secession if Rob dies are gone. Yep, there's nobody left. She needs somebody to maintain kingship in the north, and I guess yeah, that's pretty much where we're at with. Yeah, that's Robbie the end of Catelyn 3. So we'll uh, convene our small council, get some motherfucking inductees up in this bitch. Zach's mumbling as we intro into this small council. Hello, everybody. Thanks for joining us. What a fucking chapter. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a good one. It's a short one. It's it was very quick. And yeah, I mean, yeah, it's watch this kingdom this army falls apart can i i guess i should mention or bring up that whenever this kind of this lord Karstark mistake happens this me i need poor me i always go fucking straight for the throat when theon does this because theon does it a lot why is it so different when when rickard does this kind of thing betrays his king and trade he's a traitor he's killing children to just like where she's comparing bran and rick on he just did the same thing but we're not nearly as harsh towards him. Well, well, he's getting vengeance. It's very wrong, but, like, you know. Because he's fighting for his fucking kids, and Theon's fighting for his fucking dick vanity fuck face self. Like, there's complete... I mean, Karl yeah. Stark's at least coming at it from a father. Like, he at least even has that little bit of an iota of a reasoning behind his anger, whereas Theon... they <laughs> kept me his ward. Perfect. So question answered. Oh, uh, you got an inductee for Catelyn three. Edmure. Yeah. Yeah. The poor guy just wanted to fucking sit. like he just got woke up in the middle of the night. Like he just wants to help. He was just coming in. He sits down and he's like, oh no, nobody's sitting. Fuck. I'll stand back up. He's a what about a hostage? Can we? He's just throwing out his best ideas. He's you know. Guys, let's cover it the fuck up. Never happened. It never happened. We can all just go back to bed. They're like, dude, 
300 people left tonight that know Every about it. Every car star just left what? literally trumpeting fucking, burr, 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 we just killed two squires! Because they just did this. And like, I was like, shh, stop. Yeah. How about you do sit Bad down? Here. Like what Sansa said in the final. Right, uncle. uncle. Sit down. Yeah. Like, shut up. So Edmure, because let's just give him a room for the night. You don't, no, you, no matter what happens, you just sleep, buddy. You just stay in there and relax. Right. Don't worry. Nobody's going to judge you tonight. Mine's going to the Blackfish yeah. because of his entrance, taking a knee, going, hey, what up, Rob? And everyone's immediately like, aw, shit. Blackfish has some shit. And then just, I don't know, his presence, like when Rob is despairing and you know, will the, the Lannisters thank me for Car Stark's head? Will the phrase? He's the one who's like, no, they won't. You're like, this. it's a shitty position you're in, dude. Sucks to suck. But he is just a very good voice of reason in this for Rob to have right now. Because without Blackfish, Rob would be pretty, I think, lost. And so, uh, as well as Catelyn, because she relies on him as well. And Blackfish is just fucking cool, so. Yeah, word. Blackfish. Blackfish. Cool. Tight. So we've got some inductees from you guys, the listeners, that we need to read out. Yeah. So I've got open here Julian's. Julian writes in, says, Good day to you, sirs. Is this the sound of a kingdom falling? Good Lord, George doesn't beat around the bush in this chapter. It all smells like death and despair. The only glimpse of hope is, ironically, the promise of a baby for Jane and Rob. Speaking of, she may be sweet, she may have good hips, and she's probably a bit young still. But, ouch, does she sound kind of simple? Compared to the level of speech of a Marjorie, if you didn't guess by now, this was the email I was mentioning earlier when I brought up this topic during the episode. Uh, compared to the level of speech of a Marjorie, a Sansa, the intelligence of an Arya, etc., she just doesn't seem deep and smart at all. Poor girl, been given a bad image in this chapter. Hopefully she's a bit more than that. Uh, like I said, I think it just shows that she didn't need that kind of level. She wasn't, that's her lordship and the house she's part of isn't quite even on the level of a northern the northern house the, uh, at Winterfell the Starks but it's a much lower house they don't have as high of expectations of those types of pe- ladies and lords hopefully because she's the exception in the code of honor Rob respects so much after our dear Ned what an idiot to be honest the book highlights way more the downfall of the king in the north than what the show did or maybe it's because I know it all the choice of words though as for my inductee, I choose Ice, the sword that took Ned's head and that should have been in the hand of Rob right now, when himself took the head of this traitor. Have a good day there, Valar Doher Ice. Thank you, Julian. Awesome inductee. Ice is certainly missed right here. There definitely wouldn't have been the need for three swings of the pole axe. Um, and while it wouldn't have changed too much, the image would have been fucking sick. So thank you, as always, for your inductee. We also got a Raven from the Dread 4. Actually, we got two of them. And so yeah. uh, first with Catelyn 3, Corey says, Hey, guys, Northman versus Northman. What could go wrong? Geez, Rob, stop acting like your father. Did you not learn anything from his death? I hate to admit it, but Edmure did provide great counsel. My inductee is Lysa Aaron. She's <laughs> smart and or craven enough to ignore Rob's call. No one in their right mind will pledge loyalty to a king that kills his own bannerman. Over a few dead cubs. <laughs> Cheers from the Dreadfort. Wow, that is a very savage Bolton answer, as uh, 
one would expect from the Dread Four. Wonderful. Corey also uh, got us his Tyrion Three. Unfortunately, we recorded the Tyrion Three with Micah very so we're quickly. Give it right now. So we're gonna read it right now. He says, "Hey guys, Holy God's amazing chapter. So much drama between royalty." I'm just a simple honeybee farmer and not too familiar with all this bureaucracy. For that reason, Nate and Zach are my inductees. Helping a small folk to fully understand the chapter, Corey from the Red Fort. Corey, that was nice. And I just called you like a Bolton. Dang. You know? Hey, man. No, uh, uh, thank you, Corey. We appreciate that. And remember, you're probably the most savage beekeeper that we know. Right. So keep that. I mean, Keep you're that. beekeeping for the Boltons, like yeah, dude. That's that's a pretty dangerous job. Uh, we also we've just gotten a ton of yeah, stuff so. from everybody. We wanted to shout out some real quick of the YouTube commenters. We've got uh, Haven Dietz that comments on YouTube quite a lot. Yeah, Haven, uh, what up? And, and we've got Stephanie uh, writes in all the time. Stephanie on and there. Hold on, uh, we're scrolling. Simon Kelly Simon, has comment, been commenting up, on there a lot. Just. YouTube's popping off. Uh, Lauren Huff commented as well. Right, Just right. thank you guys for keeping the conversation so, going and there. And then we also have to jump over to the iTunes, the Apple Podcast, where we have a new review that we have to read out from the Socratic Method, hey. who has been listening. And we absolutely love the comments, and we are so thrilled that you're enjoying the show. Uh, they say, a brotherhood worthy of joining. They call themselves the Brotherhood Without Manners, but manners is about all this pod lacks. They are funny, insightful, and indulgent in tin hat theories to the perfect degree. Humble and genuine in their interactions with listeners and the material alike. Don't sleep on this pod. Valar 5 Starris. You guys are just awesome. I love tying Julian Stars. The De Harris is there. Super tight. Thank you guys. We love you all listening. Yeah. So, for those of you who don't already know how to greet us, you can send us an email like all those lovely people without manners brotherhood at gmail.com. That's where we get most of our inductees sent. You can also message us on the social medias. I'm on Twitter at manners without. Zach is on Twitter at carstark92. We have the Facebook group, facebook.com slash brotherhood podcast, and there's a private group, Facebook, uh, for Patreon members, patreon.com slash without manners. We, you know, love the ratings and the reviews, so leave us as many reviews and ratings you can, whether that's on, as Socratic Method did over on Apple Podcasts, whether it's on Podbean yeah, or Podchaser. Yeah, stupidly or... help us more than they should, and so we always appreciate the kind words, but the fact that we need to, like, kind of ask for them Pander as much. For them, yeah, you know, it, it sucks. We hate it, but, it's you know, a, we like, if, yeah, if you guys are just feeling kind and, you know, like, hey, like, these guys have entertained me. I want to do something nice and don't have, yeah. you know, you can go a to, Patreon to join or anything. Uh, just leave us a little review and be like, hey, yeah. You I can just type in ratethispodcast.com slash brotherhood and it'll take you right to us. We also have a website, which is uh, www.brotherhoodwithout.com. Sure. Hopefully. Otherwise, you know. Google it. We'll, we, uh, we pop up there. Uh, next episode, <laughs> we're going to be reading... Uh, Jamie, Jamie, Jamie three. three, and I believe his hand is getting chip choppedied off right off of the bat. Yeah, at the not very, right off the bat, the ve- right at the, the end. The, of the yeah, at the very end. <laughs> There's <laughs> a whole at the chapter. end of it. Yeah, the whole chapter. And so then, get yuck. us your inductees for Jamie three. Uh, we should have some news hopefully about our next guest. Yeah, yeah, coming I'll be up emailing soon, out some people because we do have others what's... planned uh, for the rest of this book, and we're chugging them right along. Oh my fucking god! I dropped my phone. Well, at least you bed. waited till the end of the episode yeah. to start falling apart. With that, we're brotherhood without manners. We out this bitch. Valor to Harris. Peace.